Nation, back here in the comfy confines of Studio 1A, here in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon, back again for episode 133. I'm your Pace the Nation host, Chris Farley, alongside me, our full crew here to my right, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? So this was a really great morning for me. Mm, was it? Yeah, because it's it's kind of snowing. Um, so I I went. For, I'd say it's snowing. This snow. I mean, it's it's snowish. It's snowish. So there's accumulation. I'd say it's snow. Okay. On so the grass uh, and on the dirt, but not on the okay. sidewalk. All right. Um, yeah. So it's snowing. Um, I went. Right. For, yeah, snowing ish. I went for a ten mile run on the nice. uh, the Capitol Crescent today, um, and I had untapped. So like that's everything that I wow. want in life is right. maple syrup, snow, and a good run. We get positive Joanna today. I'm very excited. That's awesome. All right, to my left. Let's see what kind of mood he's in. Of course, it's our other co-host, Wayme Docs. Docs, what's up? I'm in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Joanna was talking, I just saw somebody try to get out of the parking space, and they backed up really fast. And you see that red car right mm-hmm. there? It's about, I don't know, two meters back from where it originally started because <laughs> no, of the guy on. who came That was out. a love tap. It no, wasn't that bad. No, he moved <laughs> the car. Oh, he wasn't. moved the car. That's why I pointed, and to Joanna's credit, she's a complete professional. <laughs> she just kept talking and was un- undisturbed Unfazed. by my pointing out the window. I don't think there's any dents on the car, though. I think it's fine. Well, bumpers are meant for bumping, but they really bumped that thing. I, it, saw, I, I think if they were airbags, you can't tell because of the, the yeah. snow, even though Joanna says there's no accumulation. <laughs> right, right. You can't see inside the car, but I'm pretty sure that the airbags deployed. I was wondering what you were, you were feverishly writing down, a license tag number. That was what you were doing over there while I was introducing the crew. And now and now there's a, a uh, huge truck that thinks it's going to fit into that no, smart car spot. Some people are so stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, it is snowing. It is Saturday. Uh, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to be back here uh, in studio after... Our trip to Austin, which I think was was very successful. I appreciate everybody who listened to our, our regular audience who listened to our yeah. shows in Austin. Hope uh, you enjoyed them. Little little different format for last week, but we are back to regularly scheduled programming. Uh, big episode to get to. We have Jessica McGuire uh, joining us today in studio. Uh, she's a local runner who's done some pretty big things recently. Uh, she's really turned into one of the, the D.C. area's uh, fastest, most elite women uh, runners here. So we're going to talk to her about her marathoning and her race that uh, she just completed in California. Also on today's program, speaking of marathoning, we're going to touch on uh, my attempt to uh, break three hours. Obviously we failed. can briefly talk. We'll about briefly that. talk about it and set up uh, a, a couple things for the next couple uh, weeks. Uh, I obviously failed in my attempt in Philly, and mm-hmm. uh, well documented. Yes, <laughs> and and am going to uh, attempt to run under three before the year is up. Uh, also today we have our regular scheduled segment of where are they now? A few people to get mm-hmm. to there. A local team just won nationals that I want to touch on. Was uh, it my team? Well. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll just have to wait and oh, see. I has, man, I have no patience. Uh, the very exciting uh, Joanna uh, transportation update. We have not had those in a long time. Yep. I'm glad so, that we're bringing recycling that mm-hmm. old bit. <laughs> so t- that's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, two of the three hosts uh, went to a Washington sports team uh, game this week. And uh, it's you, not the two you think. <laughs> you wouldn't believe. And it wasn't together either, so you wouldn't believe. So we're going to touch on that. Uh a, a chocolate race uh, in the news and the, and the negative light once again. Uh, so we'll touch on that when as well. When will people learn 
not yeah. to do chocolate races in DC. Yeah, and then some, you know, our our, our updates from Docs. Uh, so we'll sprinkle all that in on today's mm-hmm. program. Uh, but breaking three, uh, just wanted to touch on that before we get Jessica here in studio. Uh, it sounds like it's going to happen, or it oh, defi- it's, it's, oh, it's definitely, definitely happening. Happen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on the calendar in pen. It's happening. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. happening. Uh, can can I can I touch on this, or, yeah. do, you, or do you have something that you want to get? Well, I, I just wanted to say real quick, it's going to happen December 29th, Yes, and I have confidence that I can do it. I've started to gain confidence because mm-hmm. it's like this this tidal wave of support. Um, now I'm overstating it a little bit because mm-hmm. you know it's been the store people and you know my wife and all the, you know so people are are, are are really supporting me so I have yeah. been like training uh, really scaling back Miller Lights really <laughs> trying to make this thing happen turning around from uh, from the Philly Marathon I got two key runs uh, tomorrow I'm gonna run the Jingle all the way 15k mm-hmm. which will be a good indication of where I'm at uh, and. Then I'm going to do a long run, a 20 miler Friday, a week, uh, six days from now. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for somebody who can help me out with a 20 miler on Friday through Rock Creek Park. Uh, so if you're listening to this program, it's Monday. I need a I need a running partner Friday, Friday morning for those of you who don't work and would like to run 20 miles. <laughs> I'm looking for some help. We're, we're going to run. Okay. We're going to start around 7:30, get down to you know 6:45 or so. So. I just got to crowdsource this thing because I need some help. I can't do 20 miles by myself. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, here's here's a couple things. One, since we're crowdsourcing, I'm still trying to unload a couch. If anybody <laughs> would like to get it, uh, it's Monday. You could pick it up any day this week because I don't work. Um, as far as uh, breaking three is concerned, we are going to have a little reveal a few more details in next week's show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have our executive producer Kathy Dalby in studio. I also believe she is uh, putting on the race. Okay, yeah. so let me talk. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Farley is intentionally out of the loop on all of the planning right now. So if you catch wind of anything. Please assume that Farley doesn't know what it is. Don't talk to him about it. Talk to me. Talk to Joanna, um, even though neither one of us likes to talk to people. For this case, (laughs) go ahead and talk to us about uh, Breaking Three. And, you know, don't don't bring anything up with Farley. What we've asked from Farley is Friday, December 29th, Haynes Point. um, Be ready to go. Get your training runs in Mm -hmm. and that it's happening and that everybody else is putting the work in. Farley's not stressing himself with any of the details. Usually he's very detail-oriented, and, and, and that leads to him having a very stressful life. But right. in this case, we've asked him, we're taking care of everything else. Uh, we've got some, some things in the works. He doesn't know about any of this stuff. I don't know anything. Intentionally. You know? right. So this is so he could focus on the running. So, so if, if you catch wind of something, don't ask him questions about mm-hmm. it. Direct yourselves to, to us. Joanna's not on Twitter, so don't tweet her. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not a good form of communication for her. But but otherwise, uh, that's that's what I gotta say. And if you if you want more details, um, you know, stay tuned for uh, our our guest next week to to fill in the blanks. And I guess I can say one thing: mm-hmm. if you are planning on coming out. Let's spread out on the course because uh, we can't actually assemble at Haynes Point. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. So keep your crowds twenty or less. Gotcha. Good code <laughs> talking code there. Well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It is going to well, be Haynes Point. That's actually, another. That's actually, another piece of news here. It is going to yeah, be. Yeah. It's going to be Haynes Point. And actually, yeah. I think what I said was uh, 
we're going to go out there. The three of us are going to go out there with Chris, and he's going to do his thing. And if other people happen to be out mm-hmm. there at the same time, got it. it's a coincidence. <laughs> yes, got it. That, that is very well said. All right, so I am. I'm very much uh, appreciate all the work putting being put on behind the scenes. I'm totally out of the loop, but look forward to December 29th. All right, maybe I can get some tips from our next guest. Uh, she went out to California International and crushed it. Just qualified for the Olympic trials. She runs for Jerry Alexander and the Nova Running Club. Joining us next in studio, it's Jessica McGuire, Olympic marathon trials qualifier. Joining us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna and Docs, you know, you guys, there are a ton of elite, really good runners in this area, and we've got one in studio now. Joining us now in studio is Jessica McGuire. She runs for the Nova Running Club. Jessica, what's up? How are you? Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, there are a ton of runners around here in D.C., obviously. How many of them are in this room right now, Chris? Um, I think Jessica and I run. I don't know whether (laughs) you two guys. (laughs) So I hopefully... Good elites. Hopefully four, but there are a ton of fast... I mean, did you guys know about Jessica McGuire until she... Burst onto the scene a couple weeks uh, last week and running two forty three fifty five at the Cal International Marathon. Joanna, I mean Joanna is like our manager of the GRC team, so I hope you knew, right? Yeah, Jerry has talked about. Okay, Jessica all right, Doc. I still don't know who she is. Okay, all right. Well, let's bring her in. Get to know Jessica McGuire here. Uh, Jessica, we're going to talk about your California International Marathon. Uh, unbelievable performance! Congratulations on your Olympic trials qualifier. I'm excited. And, and yeah. we're going to get into all that, but um, tell us a little bit about, so you live in Arlington here? I live in Roslyn, okay. and uh, I guess I've lived on the Orange Line since 2009, so right yeah, on. very long is, time. <laughs> is that important for you to stay on the Orange Line? <laughs> uh, you know, it really wasn't. I move around a lot. I've switched departments, but for some reason, I just, I can't seem to leave mm-hmm. North Arlington, I, so I, don't, I, I, <laughs> I guess don't I love blame it. you. I don't, yeah. no, no doubt. There's a lot of great running in, in, in North Arlington, in that Roslyn area for, for specifically. Uh, where, where do you mostly run uh, when you run from Roslyn? You know, I still do a lot of runs uh, just north. We call it the Bagel Loop. So I think Brian Danza might have made this up. I oh, don't know. Man. But we meet in front of the, the Brooklyn Bagel okay. and just kind of do a loop around Arlington. And so that's probably my most um, common run. I do that at least once a week. And then, of course, since we're so close to the trails, I do a lot of runs on the Custis and the CNO, though, too. So, yeah, there's really a lot of options from here. So have you always been a runner? I mean, you've lived in Arlington for how many years? Uh, 2009, but okay. no, I actually gave it up for a long time. So mm-hmm. after my senior year of cross country, I had made senior the decision. Senior in high school? Or? Uh, senior in high school, High yes. school, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so I had made the decision that I wasn't going to run in college. I was going to Penn State Division One. so I thought I was done at that point, um, and I probably regretted that uh maybe a year later, right. but you can't just walk onto a, a Division One uh, team. So Yeah, Penn State is amazing. <laughs> I don't know how good they were when you went to school there, but yeah. they are an incredible – I mean, they make nationals every year. The, the women's team is, you know, top 20, and so super high-end program there. 
Right. So, yeah, you don't just walk on. But you did play another sport there, right? I did try crew. Um, it was about the closest I could get because they did um, morning runs since we didn't have a lake nearby. I think the closest lake to Penn State was about 45 minutes away, so you could only get there on the weekend. So um, even though I lived on the complete other side of campus, <laughs> I would get up at 4.30 in the morning, jog across campus, and we would do kind of like dry land training uh, for crew. So it would be either you know just going for like a three- to five-mile jog, or sometimes you did stairs or um, – uh, erg, of course, which is the the indoor rower machine. So, uh, wait, I'm yeah. sorry, you were only on the water <laughs> on the weekend, <laughs> just one time a week. It's crazy. Sadly, that was all we could get out That's there. It? Yeah, oh my God. Wow. it was a club um, team, so we had to, you know, come up with our own, our own funding and everything. So, uh-huh. um, actually, during football season, your other weekend day was spent uh, working in the stadium. So you would either, you know, sell food at one of the concession stands, or I actually would just walk around and hand out bottled water because mm-hmm. you could get a guy to hold the bottled water and all. I had to do was hand it out and you know stand on the 50 yard line so it wasn't oh, a bad like, gig <laughs> like were you selling it or you were handing it out? <laughs> oh we were selling it yeah, yeah okay. but <laughs> yeah, you gotta raise funds for this club team that can only get on the water once a week it's crazy <laughs> seems like if you were uh selling water you might have been able to do something with that you know not sell it and use that water i don't know keep whatever yeah. was left over i'm not really sure how that worked to be honest but yeah. uh but yeah it was uh just one semester unfortunately though school kind of took over from there and it was really hard for me to um to handle that schedule since you'd be doing you know homework until like 11 at night mm-hmm. at the absolute earliest oh, and so, can relate to yeah that. getting up early wasn't so easy <laughs> yeah you mean that 4 30 a.m that, that didn't last Great very long yeah no <laughs> um so follow-up questions when you did get onto the water what seat did you row she's I, a former rower obviously here you wrote at Penn right. State. You're, no, no, I'm sorry. Okay, I always forget this. <laughs> no, she wrote yeah, at American. I think she just told me this. <gasps> yes, she did. Ten American. Ago. Yes. Yeah. You ran at American. Uh, wrote at American. That's yeah, right. But did, did go to Penn State. I so went to Penn State for a year. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. Uh, I believe I was seat seven, so I wasn't the stroke, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it seat eight, like the one everyone follows? And I yeah. wasn't tall enough for that. They decided, but I was seven. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, where did you live your freshman year of, on campus? I believe it was called Simmons. Uh, I'd contacted uh, someone I used to run against in high school. Her name's uh, Beth Buhite, and she uh, was running on the cross-country team at the time, and I asked her where she lived, and it was the center dorms, and so I'd requested to be in the center dorms, Mm -hmm. and I got it, and my roommate was actually a... Um, a runner as well, just casually. She definitely had the talent to be a great runner, but uh, I think she was more of a field hockey player. That was her thing. So, yeah, she did club field hockey. Um, I lived in the Pollock Halls. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I think I lived there too. <laughs> they were <Really>? very close. <laughs> lived in Mifflin. I, I moved around a lot in, in She was actually your well. roommate who was the runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this um, is a reunion yeah. show. Yeah. Did you ever participate in Thon? I this went is really to Thon. geeky, like um, Penn State stuff. Yeah. I was not on a sorority, so it was typically the sororities oh, that were okay. actually there for the full that. 24 okay. hours. Um, so I, I never did that, but I certainly went and participated for parts they of it. They yeah. like, I mean. It's amazing, uh, right? Incredible <laughs> amount, amounts of money, and people are dancing for 24 hours or whatever. I don't know exactly how it is, but. 24, yeah, 24 if I hours. recall. Yeah, Anyways. so. All dancing right. for 24 hours? Yes. Uh, hmm. It's it's a huge fundraiser, and yeah. I've got some family friends who went to Penn that State. That doesn't sound fun, though. Uh, oh, there's for hours. tons of entertainment on the yeah. hour, every hour. It's something new, so you'd be surprised how fast it can it can go by. I'm sure, but but yeah, at the time, I just I would could not imagine doing that. <laughs> so you've become quite the runner, uh, even though you didn't run in, in college. Did you start running right after college? Did you get sort of competitive after you graduated college? Uh, no, sort of the opposite. I was I was more of a fair 
a weather runner in college, I would say. So after career, I would just get out there on a nice day and jog. Um, but then once I started working, which I guess was around 2003, I pretty much gave it up. Um, I was dating someone in New Jersey, actually, uh, near Princeton. And so I would spend my morning weekends um you know, or Friday evenings driving five hours in DC traffic and then Baltimore traffic and Philly traffic. Wow. And it was pretty exhausting. So I just, I just really kind of lost interest in training at that point. Wow. So not even running, I mean, a couple days a week or something like that, right? Or anything? Uh, I would say Give me in something. The you just ran 243. <laughs> I got to believe you. Oh, well, I certainly came back to it in 2009 hard, right? Okay. I was very dedicated when I got yeah. back into it. But uh, but yeah, in my 20s, I had a you complete just, different focus. Wow. Couldn't have named, you know, a single runner other than the ones you might see, like, on TV or, um, you know, get attention around the Olympics. But, yeah, I really didn't know much about the sport wow, until 2009. incredible. What, so what happened in 2009 that made you want to get back into it? Uh, honestly, I lost my job. So <laughs> it turned mm. out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me, though. It was uh, I was living in New York at time or at the time during, you know, kind of when that recession oh, happened. Right. Yeah. And uh, my company did a big layoff. And I knew I couldn't really afford to stay, you know, in the city um, or at least ever buy a house in the city so I had lived briefly in DC after college and recognized that it was a great running city and honestly that was one of the main reasons I was motivated to look for a job back in the DC area and maybe get into running again so yeah it's funny because I may have recently lost my job and I would, <laughs> I would also not have, this job but you're yeah, yeah your other, other uh, the, the one that actually paid right, right. Uh, <laughs> And I would say that that was the best thing that ever happened to me, uh, but I am not an elite runner. Right. So it's, it's strange that. Uh, well, not not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Yet. So how long after you lost your job? Like I still have a chance. So that was February, and uh, let's see. Um, I think my lease wasn't up until May, and so I decided to stay there at least until May. And oh, okay. Kind of enjoyed my last yeah. couple months there, just you know, meeting up with friends and doing a lot of walking around, eating yoga. Just kind of took it easy. But when I got um, uh, out of DC, I actually went home um, to Pittsburgh and took classes for a while. And that was May. I was still kind of debating either going back to school or um, getting a job. And so while I was taking classes, you know, I could make my own schedule. And that was really the first time in my life that I felt like I had time to devote to getting back into running. Um, so I started just getting out there every morning, um, even if I could only run three miles, and then I would, you know, do some walking. And then I would do my work from about 12 to 8, uh, go to bed early, get up and do it all over again, and just really kind of got back into that routine um, while I was in school. Yeah. All right. So we're here with Jessica McGuire. She just ran 243.55 at Cal International. She's 37 years old, set an 11-minute PR at 37 years old, which is just incredible. I mean, 6.15 pace for the entire race. But take us back, when was your first marathon and how did that go? <laughs> My first marathon uh, was in 2009. So I eventually moved to DC in uh, the middle of August mm -hmm. and I ran uh, the Leesburg 20K. So that was my first race ever over 5K and it actually went pretty well and I enjoyed the experience. So I joined a running team. I kind of worked out to about 40 to 45 miles a week, um, but anytime I would do 
anything over 14 miles, I would bonk, right? So had no idea that I was going to be running a marathon. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the girls on my team, though, or women, I should say, uh, Kate Hudson-Walker, it was actually, uh, was running Richmond that fall, and she had a 20 to do three out, uh, weeks out from Richmond. Was this with Nova um, Running Club then? Too, this or? was uh, Capitola Runners, actually. Gotcha, yes. Gotcha, so, okay. um, so she was doing Another this 20, and yep. I, uh, you know, said that I would do it with her. And so I think it was uh, myself and maybe one other person accompanied her on this 20-mile run. We must have taken and like, you know, four or five breaks for right. water. Uh, but we were all excited to get through 20 at probably about eight minute pace. And so my coach at the time was like, well, maybe you should do this too, you know? And he really did talk me into it. I don't know how he did it, but I somehow agreed to run Richmond. And uh, three weeks later, <laughs> three weeks it's later, like, oh yes. My gosh. Oh my <laughs> um, gosh. So <laughs> I, I didn't really know what I was in for. Um, I, you know, I figured I would bonk, but I didn't realize how painful that was going to be. I ended up bonking at uh, Mal 18 and doing the whole walk jog thing to oh, the yeah. finish um, but uh, I knew that the I had just literally found out a month before as well that BQ meant um, Boston qualifier mm -hmm. and so that became my goal when I could no longer stay on eight minute pace I was motivated to at least hit the Boston qualifier and I ended up running 339.59 so it was, it was pretty ironic yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is solid not not in the you know realm of what you're doing now uh, but your trajectory is pretty impressive. So 339 in 2012, you ran 313. Right, which, right. which marathon was was that? That was also Richmond. I also went back Richmond. for a little redemption. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so you redeemed yourself. <laughs> Uh, did you run Boston in between? I did not. No, okay. no. I was still intimidated by I Yeah, no. <laughs> not, not okay. Long-term list, maybe, but yeah. yeah. Not, and, not then, and then the breakthrough had to be Chicago of last year, where you ran 255, which Definitely. now yeah. you're like, wow, 313's great, but 255 is just on another level. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was super excited. I think I had started the... Um, the training cycle with a goal of just breaking three hours and I would have been happy with that and you know when I first started even that seemed like a stretch but as we got closer to the race I realized that um, maybe something even faster was possible so uh, once again my I you know just kind of wanted to have some random goals so my, my dad had actually run a 255 or 256 PR and so I set that as my goal nice. to, to beat my dad's PR and then that worked <laughs> out. <laughs> what, what, if that, dad? What, if, what if your dad ran like a two, 215? Yeah. Oh, um, I wish. That that. Been, you know, might have said the I don't know if I'd have given it up if he was that um, good, but right. <laughs> but yeah, no. My dad was a pretty great runner uh, for years. He got started late too, actually, when he uh, was in the army. I think he started mm -hmm. running to get in shape for basketball. So yeah. So I feel like Chicago's hot every year. How was last year? I don't re I don't recall. Uh, it was pretty good. It was a little warmer than I thought. I remember I'd bought like gloves the day before thinking I would need them, but I definitely didn't. It was about mid 50s at the start. And I want to say it finished close to 60. But I mean, that's about as good as you're going to get for Chicago, right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so this last year, you've obviously put in a lot of training and done a great job. You're fitting in a full time job with yes. this. Like, how does that all fit in? How does that all work? Oh, well, so I knew uh, for the past couple of years, actually, that the job was going to be a huge piece of this, finding mm -hmm. a job that was compatible with the tr kind of training that I wanted to do. So I, in 2000, I guess it was 14, had the opportunity to take a bunch of online uh, classes that my company paid for and kind of grow my technology skills. And that got me the job uh, where I worked out at the Pew Charitable Trust. So now what's Pew Charitable Trust? Join Pew us, told me that's where you work. <laughs> Charitable Trust is a big nonprofit in DC. Okay. So they're focused I on- it was a bank. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, well, trust bank, I don't know, you know. It's all good. We don't have our name on the front of the building. So a lot of people yeah. have not heard of it. Yes, but most well, people have heard of Pew Research. that's our problem with our podcast here too. 
people walk by we don't have our name up in, yeah. in yeah. yet. yet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah when you guys get that name let us know how that works because we're going to fall <laughs> soon um, yeah, let us know who your sign guy is <laughs> exactly yeah. please do yeah Oh, yeah. No, the job has been, I think, a huge piece of it since they're really good about uh, just sort of wanting people to work, uh, you know, a schedule that's very manageable for, um, you know, having a family or having other activities, just, you know, uh, work the whole work life balance thing. So I am able to keep a very, a very regular schedule and just being consistent has been a huge piece of that. I think when I used to work um, more scattered hours, um, you know, just even missing one night of good sleep can really throw you off for a couple days and throw off your training. so I make sleep a priority now, and I'm able to do that. And I think that's that's definitely an advantage. So early wake-up calls like you were used to in college now? Or when do you run? I do, yeah. So, but now I'm able to get to bed early. So that makes right, a big right, difference. Right. Uh, so I typically wake up around 5 a.m. And sometimes I'll get right out the door. Other times I'll wait till it's a little lighter out. Um, but yeah, I for most of my training years it was only morning runs but this cycle i definitely did quite a few after work runs as well so so what time do you go to bed i <laughs> it's embarrassing to admit but probably around nine o'clock on average oh, and then nice. it's um Joe you know i'm sleeping <laughs> not embarrassing to joanna because she's in bed at 8 30. <laughs> that makes me feel better so. 30 usually <laughs> So yeah, that makes getting sleep uh, makes a huge difference. Uh, Absolutely, tra- tra- training groups and, and a coach makes a huge difference too. So talk about Noah yes. and Jerry and all that they've done for you. Oh wow! So where to even start? Um, Jerry has been so patient with me. I think when I first started working with him, I you know felt bad for taking up his time. To be honest, I didn't really <laughs> feel like I, I deserved a lot of his time. But um, he was really good about just kind of. Uh, providing me regular ongoing feedback and really never forced any type of training on me, but um, always sort of knew when to step in whenever I was overextending myself. So uh, for example, I probably lean toward doing too much mileage sometimes. And so right. he um, he knows when to pull me back and just say, hey, hang out here for a while. You know, you can up the mileage a little later in the year, things like that. Or um, also with the track workouts, that's probably the biggest difference uh, that I see is he definitely has has me running them, uh, if anything, a little slower than yeah. I used to a few years ago. Um, but I'm doing more volume overall, and and that really seems to be good for marathon training. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's such a great point. I think uh, we sat down. Now I'm like acting big time and name dropping. Mm. Uh, we sat down with Meb last week, and one of the things that he said was one less mile. And I think for 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 those of us. Not Docs and Joanna, but for those of us who are, you know, late 30s or 40s, you know, I think that's that's a huge part of it is, right. is, is finishing the workout and, and not being like doubled over and throwing up in a trash can, right? Exactly. I, I definitely feel like I'm not um, straining as hard as I could, but that's, you know, that's actually a good thing when you need to turn around the next day and run another 10 miles, right? So um, it's really kept me from getting injured and it's allowed me to do higher mileage. Um, when I used to try and double, I would feel absolutely terrible on those evening runs, like to the point that it would hurt, um, like really hurt. <laughs> and uh, so I, in fact, most people, uh, probably would not have let me run if they knew how painful it used to be whenever <laughs> I used to do that to myself. So I've gotten a little smarter um, the more years I've been at this, definitely. Yeah, how much mileage are we talking about doing? I'm, I'm assuming you do a few doubles a week. Right. Uh, well, earlier in the year, I guess I started around 70 miles a mm-hmm. week, and then um, Jerry didn't want me to get over 75 this summer, um, which I think made sense because I was really starting to up my intensity over the summer. And then once we get up, got into the training cycle, which I guess was right around uh, Labor Day, I, I bumped it up to about 85 and then ended up averaging, I think, just over 90 for the for the training cycle. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, you're headed to the Olympic trials, uh, and that's because you, again, ran 243 at the California International Marathon last week. Um, going into the race, were you confident that you had this in you? Like, what, 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 what <laughs> When was... did you, like, you ran 255 in Chicago yeah. in 2016. So, like, when did the light bulb go off? Like, oh, I, I could try, qualify. Like, when did that happen? Right. Um, I think I started realizing that I had a lot more I could improve upon um, in March. Uh, so in March, I had run an of 8K. This year. this year, right. Okay. Um, an 8K in Virginia Beach that was a PR and it was under six minute pace. And that was the first time I'd even run, you know, a 5K distance that fast. And so I'd really started to get a little bit more speed. And then once I started doing uh, some longer workouts, I realized that my, um, I guess, long distance pace was getting better too. When you're training on Haynes Point, you know, it's a very honest course. GPS actually works. <laughs> um, you can really tell what kind of shape you're in. And so I could see that I was um, definitely improved from, from the year before. Um, but it probably wasn't until I got into training uh, this September when I could actually hit, you know, the the, um, the qualifying pace uh, for a couple miles that I realized, you know, all I needed to do was, was figure out how to hold this pace for a longer distance. And, and then maybe I could realistically take a shot at this. And yeah. What is the what's qualifying time? It's it's changed a little bit over yes. the years. <laughs> so right now it's 245, which is about a 617 pace. Mm -hmm. And uh, this summer when I first started my training, I was able to do 615s. Uh, for about 10k and then by the end of the cycle I did uh, I think the the longest run I did was uh, 21 but with 13 miles around 610 or 611 pace so wow. that that gave me some confidence that uh, that yeah I could you know possibly where, do where this. did you do where did you do that run I just did it on the I guess Mount Vernon Trail, Mount Vernon yeah, Trail. yeah it was okay. a beautiful day right, right. <laughs> I mean that caveat it was the same day as Richmond Marathon this year but yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> wow so going into going into uh, California International Obviously, you were confident. Uh, did you know that it, 243 was in you? No, I think I still felt like the whole cycle I'd had 247 in my mm -hmm. head. Um, even that long run that was 21 miles, I had done at 247 something pace. So that seemed, you know, real realistic to me, especially based on uh, the half performances that I'd have or the half marathon um, PR. Uh, but I knew that if everything came together on the day that, you know, 245 wasn't out of the picture. And, and once we saw that the weather was going to be perfect, um, I knew I had to go for it. So, wow. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So take us through, through the race. Uh, you talked about bonking, uh, in, yeah. <laughs> in your early marathons at 18 miles back in, you know, the, w your first marathon in Richmond, right. uh, was that wall there for you this time? I mean, it always <laughs> comes at some point, right? Exactly. So I think going into it, uh, I had um, looked at the course and it kind of looked a little easier the first half. So I was thinking, you know, if I can go out in about a 122, even if I bonk a little bit, maybe I can turn it around in a 123 and, and you know, still run that 245. Um, but it just so worked out that there was a big group of women that were on 243 pace. So I decided to uh, to run out with them and I hit the, I think the half split in about 120. Oh gosh, it was I think it was 121.26, so just under 243 pace. And at that point, the pacer actually I think pulled back a little bit because it was a little faster than um, you know the, the qualifying time, obviously. And your PR, um, <laughs> I'm reading from from uh, a NovaRunning.com blog. Your PR at, at some point or recently was 125 and a half. Yes. Yeah, so, so coming through last 121. year was 125, and then I had done 122.29 um, at the Air Force and Navy half this. 
summer, uh, but it was crazy humid. So right. I'd known I was at least capable of that. And then, but you still are PRing through the half. E- exactly. It was still a PR. I should have run, I think, a sub-121, to be honest, about um, a month ago in mm-hmm. Raleigh, but I got lost um, on that course. So that's, okay. that's another story. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I ran a 14.47 mile half marathon. Yeah. Ooh, I love those. <laughs> so I don't really know, you know what my PR would have been. <laughs> people do ask how long that marathon is. I guess it's a legit question to ask how long that half marathon is. <laughs> 14.7 miles. Okay. Oh, we'll ha- yeah, we'll have to get you back on for uh, that whole breakdown of that, that event. But so you, you do PR through the half at 121. Wow. Yes. So yeah. um, that's got to be giving you confidence and also scaring you a little bit. It was a little scary since suddenly I was like leading and I was like, wait, how the, did this happen? And, and that was when I realized the pacer probably had just pulled back because I knew uh, from my splits that I was just kind of staying on pace and keeping an even effort. Um, but it certainly did start to feel, you know, a little harder. I don't know if that was because now I was on my own um, or if it was just, you know, the uh, – the 13 miles already in your legs right so I think around 16 I started to worry a little I knew this wasn't going to feel as good as Chicago did at the end uh, but I was hoping I could just hang on and so uh, you know I got through the wall at 20 um, I got to 22 and probably wasn't until about then that I started to panic like I could tell my form was starting to right. to fall apart a little bit at that that mile yeah wow so at that point though you're running six you know probably between six ten or uh, your miles were probably six minutes to six ten fifteen somewhere around right there. they had been averaging six thirteen and yeah. I think they were still right about six thirteen until uh, mile twenty four mm-hmm. I thought I was falling off uh, pace but I apparently when I saw my GPS later I, I wasn't until mile twenty four um, but yeah mile twenty four I started really having to do uh, a lot of self talk um, <laughs> as as they put it right um, just to you know I was wondering if I should stop and walk and then maybe I could wow. run fast again but I was was afraid that if I did that that I wouldn't get going again so I decided to just kind of tough it out even though I knew I was getting slower and uh, when I went to kick at the end I, I actually went slower <laughs> so I had been running 640 pace and then my last point two was over seven minute pace so uh, it was uh, you know like this slow motion thing to the finish but but I made it so. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's such a good message though that I mean you just said you were considering walking Yes, in for a sure. marathon that you qualified <laughs> for the Olympic trials. It was that bad. Yeah. So it's like it, to, to people who are listening. I mean, that sort of stuff happens. It's not. It's not a clean it's race. It's not just you. It's not if just you're you. A yeah, listener. yeah, exactly. It's everything isn't clean and perfect and beautiful and sunny and rosy and all that <laughs> stuff. Every marathon Marathons has these are hard. Points. They're hard. That's why I hate them. <laughs> uh, when you cross that line, I mean, wow, that must have described that feeling. It was pretty surreal. And uh, when I stepped across the person who was right there at the line, I think he was, I don't know if he was just one of the timers or had been, you know, hand, uh, standing out there with a stopwatch or what, but he's like, you just qualified or you just do you know, um, right. I think it's the way he put it, that you just hit the B standard. And I just gave him a hug. I was like, can I hug you, please? Because, yeah, I needed to hug someone. So right. that was great. <laughs> what if he said no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he had a choice at that point. I was following over. You were all so, in. Yeah. All in on a hug. Do, yeah. you, do you think that you, there was anything in your training that you did that, that extended that wall for you? Is there, there anything special? Yeah, that's a good – I want to know. Give me the – yeah. 
give me give me the secrets please sure so uh i think a lot of people in this area know the name teal Burl, right mm-hmm. who uh, yeah. was definitely inspiring with her performance back in 2014 or 15 at cim uh where she had hit the 243 and i had followed her blog and and her training somewhat and saw the way she did she did it was to really just extend uh the amount of time she spent at marathon pace during her long runs and so i followed that to some degree um i didn't quite go as far as she did like if i remember correctly she might have gotten over um over 13 which was my maximum i want to say she maybe did like a 14 and a 16 or maybe even 18 i i don't know and i was kind of afraid to try that but definitely those long runs where i um spent as much time as i could at marathon pace you know gave me the confidence that i could i could hold this And all these questions kind of have an agenda, uh, because as I told you before uh, we got on the air here, I'm trying to break three hours. Um, now, you are well under three hours. You laugh at three hours at this point, <laughs> but I'm trying to break three hours. Uh, December 29th, um, I'm glad you uh, you gave positive uh, reviews of Haynes Point, because that's where my marathon's going to be. <laughs> um, and I, I enjoy running around Haynes Point as well. My question is, will you be out there and supporting me and, and, and running with me <laughs> on December 29th? Will you be running will by then? Because I need some inspiration. <laughs> I hope I can keep up with like that. You're giving, you're giving me chills right now. I need some of this inspiration, especially would, at mile 20, uh, you know, 20 plus. I would love to be out there. Absolutely. I, I hate not running, to be honest. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to just get out and jog at this point. Yeah. But hopefully by then I can actually run seven minutes, too. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you a question about your running that's not Chris Farley related. Yes. Uh, Besides, besides that day, um, I mean, you, you had this race that you just did. What's like? What's your goal? What are you trying to get out of running going forward? I think at this point, I really am thinking long term. Uh, so I'm trying to think about what I need to work on to be better at the marathon in two years. Uh, so speed is definitely because that's a weakness the trials for me. In two years. <laughs> exactly. Two yeah. years from now, I you know just want to place as high as I can. So shorter term, I'd I'd like to work on my short distance stuff. And I also have a little bit of uh, I would say foot ankle weakness. So whatever I can do to uh, get stronger in my feet and ankles, which is probably just mobility drills and you know spending some time in the gym stuff like that. So yeah. So your, your focus now has has changed to the the singular goal of performing at the Olympic trials. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I will still care about shorter distance PRs, but it takes some of the pressure off for me personally, at least. Um, I yeah, I think my main goal was really just to get there, and everything else at this point is right. just sort of icing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean that's that's one of the interesting things about having a running goal and then achieving it then what do you do you're like you, you've you've put all of this time energy and effort into getting into achieving this thing which you just did so I, i'm Thank just you. curious mm-hmm. i'm just curious like so then then what you know do, do you say to yourself now what do i do with my life you know, so, <laughs> so i was just kind of curious how you had like i, I was just curious kind of how uh how that's been for you since since the race right uh i think i will definitely take Jerry's advice, uh, whatever path he thinks makes the most sense is probably what I would do just because I think I trust him to, you know, make good decisions. Um, 
better ones than I would on that since he's taken so many people there and you know helped so many people improve um, but I also do have sort of my own ideas of what I need to work on and right now I've since I have felt like my foot and ankle have been a little bit of a hindrance this training cycle mm-hmm. I had like a heel bruise for a while I was able to train through it obviously but I would love to heal that up completely so if anything I might actually spend December doing some swimming <laughs> which is not my favorite oh, nice. but yeah. yeah yeah I think I need to get in the pool <laughs> well w- women of your age are, are running I mean just unbelievable times i mean we saw uh <laughs> what is that is that is that offensive no it's just women of your age of your age i mean you <laughs> kind know of, kind of the the, the way yeah. you say i mean like growing up i was always told never to ask a woman her right. age well, i'm googling her, her i'm googling her right now and you as constantly every, yeah. keep bringing well, it up I, I just i just you know shalane is in her in her mid-30s now and just right. you know ran an amazing new york uh, Locally here, Sarah Bishop uh, won Marine Corps, and I yes. believe she's 35. Well, uh, you know, they've always said that women are actually better at marathoning than men, that they're better built mm-hmm. for it. So I think it's just taken, you know, men's distance running has been strong mm-hmm. and had programs and coaches for so long. And I think that the women's field is just sort of catching up to that. So that's why we see so many outstanding performances is that we're finally figuring it out because we have the opportunity. No, I, I, I would agree. And I didn't mean to put you guys on the defensive. <laughs> I really did. I was just, you know, commenting like, you know, it's, it, there is such great performances. I don't know how Sarah did it at Cal International, but you, you were also mentioning there was another woman who was in Cal International, such an elite field mm-hmm. who was in her thirties, who was, Roberta Groder, right. Yeah. Is 39. And, um, yeah, I, I know Sarah and I met Roberta mm-hmm. actually, she was, uh, walking into my hotel with a flag while I was walking out with a sample of beer. So, you know, that was <laughs> right. interesting, but, um, I would have to say that, oh, I probably think that a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, I know how hard Sarah works. Mm-hmm. I know how hard I work and, uh, you know, Roberta, I follow on Strava. So a part of it is just dedicating yourself to it. And I think we're willing to do that. And, um, I know I am more so than I was. Uh, even just a couple years ago, I would spend my, you know, my Friday nights at happy hour or having a drink at the bar. (laughs) Not that I don't still do that occasionally, but uh, it's definitely less than when I was a little younger. And, you know, now my friends are home with their kids and and, that that gives me more time back, I guess, to to go out and do this. So, yeah. And I was just, I mean, I was saying that that this is not Jessica's pinnacle here. I'm just saying that, you know, she, the, the Olympic trials, as Doc's mentioned, are in two years from now, right? Where Have they decided where the Olympic trials are? Probably Haynes Point. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet, unfortunately. Yet? Yeah. Yeah. But you've got another great performance in you, and who knows how far you can take this thing, right? Oh, hi. Yeah, I don't want to put any limits on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, get overly excited, but I, I definitely want to put as much into this as I can and just figure out what my potential is, you know, while I still have time. I think that's, you know, a a goal that most people have, right? You just kind of want to see what you're capable of. And and once you feel like you've done that, then you're satisfied. But at this point, I know I still have more to give. And so just, yeah, want to see what I can do. (laughs) Well, we have a uh, where are they now segment on this show. So for for former guests on the program so no pressure but we will be following you closely <laughs> and updating our audience are we Thank still going to be around in, uh, <laughs> that's a yeah that's a little <laughs> maybe I'm I'm, I'm yeah. uh, for our re- for our reunion show yeah. where, where are we <laughs> exactly alright well well, Jessica you just made your way up the hill here on a snowy day um, how'd you get you? how'd you get here today 
I did Metro. Metro, uh, okay. Because my so hair was getting wet from the right. snow. So, you yeah. love the orange line. Yeah, it's, it's an easy <laughs> trip on the orange line here. So not running yet. So No, I, t- I tried yesterday, but um, my quads were uh, – pretty much one of the main reasons I bonked yeah. I guess they were pretty sore those last two miles very very sore actually so so yeah they're not ready to go yet I think I ran about nine minute pace yesterday ah, so that's good. <laughs> um, have you tried the um, and this is totally uh, a different subject here but have you tried the sprint um, that service tax, taxi service that you've seen have you seen the sprint around I have town? not yeah is this do they are they like a zip car where there's yeah, parking spots sort of, yeah, for well, them. No, 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 no. It, there's a driver. It, it it is the size of a zip car. We we've talked about all this show, on the no, show. No, I, I don't I'm, think that it's an actual. It, to me, it's like it's like a, a golf cart. Like a to me, it's like a limousine golf cart. Well, I, I think you could still <laughs> use it on a snowy day, though. I was been waiting for one to pass by here because yeah, because uh, then you're gonna flag them. Down. Well, the flag went down. Bring them into the studio. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna try to get her one of these sprint vehicles back to Roslyn because I think oh it's gosh. a service I think it's a service that goes it's an Arlington service, Arlington think, to yeah. Arlington and, yeah. and we're I don't know if you even have to pay for it so we're we're gonna see and then you're don't gonna say report, that tell, right. her, tell her we're gonna pay for it we're gonna, <laughs> no, we're gonna pay yeah it's it's yeah a hundred bucks a ride but we're gonna pay for it yeah for you uh coming in here uh, but we're going to tr- try to track one down, and, and if, if we can find one for you, you're going to have to report back. Yeah, we do. Us. Like, that's the that's the stipulation is that you do have to tell us how it went. Oh, well, only caveat, I'm going to need a little shorter ride. I have lunch plans in Clarendon. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, it's only a few blocks right, well, away, if, unfortunately. If, if not today, then we'll have to get you to get in one uh, I'd be happy point. to try one another time, though, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Well, nope. Cancel your lunch plans. <laughs> We're sending you home. Right. Uh, Jessica, congratulations. What a great story. Uh, I so really much. appreciate you telling us uh, your story. And you've got three new fans in here. Well, two new fans. We, jo- Joanna already was was a big fan. but And a lot of new listeners who are going to be following you. So uh, best of luck with everything. We'll have to continue to check in with you. But congratulations on qualifying for the Olympic trials. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, there she goes. That's Jessica McGuire. She qualified for the Olympic trials at California International with her 243 marathon. Unbelievable. Great job, Jessica. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Pace Nation. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to jessica mcguire for coming on the program today sharing her inspiring story no thanks to her for not doing the sprint car yeah. on the way home yeah but maybe ungrateful. she'll do it later. <laughs> ungrateful maybe she'll do it later <laughs> you were about to throw down a hundred dollars on that thing <laughs> i mean there's one company here that docs allows us to talk about that doesn't sponsor us and that's uh that uh sprint well maybe company. maybe we should change the name of the uh service yeah for, for the show only for going forward whenever we talk about the limousine golf cart that's <laughs> right, that right. Service. that's that's true yeah. all right awesome story uh good luck to jessica look forward to following her and all her running uh moving forward uh she's going to do big things at the olympic trials so uh we just talked about sprint transportation um we haven't had a joanna transportation update in quite some time oh my gosh come so on give me my fix <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Um, okay, so through my car insurance, I have this little square that I put in my car, and it's called Drive Safe and Save. So you get a discount on your insurance. Now hold being, on, yeah. a square? What's a square? It's like just like a little. It's like a. It's like a little square. It's like a tiny little square. <laughs> a square oh. is something with four equal sides. Well, no, I understand <laughs> that, but it's some sort of a device that you put in your is car. Is it got like GPS or is it? It like... must. It like it reads stuff in your dashboard. Okay. I, I don't really and know. And also, how. it reads your your credit card chips and sends it. <laughs> to a uh, uh, center in Latvia. <laughs> nice. Hopefully it doesn't do yeah. that. Okay, so it's a smart chip. Yeah. It's a square. Okay, yeah, and gotcha. you put it in your car and then um, you're supposed to get a discount for being a safe driver. And I... <laughs> or... <laughs> or they figure out that you're a horrible driver and your rates go up. Is that is that also possible? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So Glad my, you read the fine print. So my insurance like updates every six months, right? So I had my car for six months in... Um, August. So then my, my rate did go up a little bit and I didn't really put it together until recently when I saw on the website that you can actually see what your grade is in the drive safe and save program. Mm. So there's like six different categories like speed, left turn, right turn, acceleration, braking. Um, I don't remember what they all are. Probably parking. Um, parking actually wasn't an option on there. And then they give you, they give you a grade, like literally mm-hmm. like a letter grade, like A, B, C, D, E. Oh, I can't wait to know what your wait, grade Wait, they was. give E's? There's, I, I don't know what they do. <laughs> e would be excellent. Right. Um, I I have never seen a C on a report card wow. before, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of Cs. Welcome <laughs> to my world. Ooh. I've seen plenty of Cs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, you get numb to it after a while, right, Farley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's by far the worst report card that I've wow. ever received, and I was devastated last night. But I'm going to say that my boyfriend also uses my car probably more it's than I him. do, and it's his Ooh. fault. Yeah. So uh, let me ask, so why did you put the square in there, though? Well, so when I got my insurance... Like, I, I don't want people knowing how I'm driving. Well, the the insurance agent, when I signed up, was like, oh, are you a safe driver? Are you going to use your car a lot? And I had said, no, I said I was a good driver and I wasn't going to drive that much. So she mm-hmm. was like, oh, you should sign up for this program because you can get an additional discount. Uh, if you get all A pluses, it's like $200 discount off. on your car insurance. Yeah. I don't think, I, I think I would pay $200 in order to drive terrible. Oh. Um, don't you think like, it'd be like, <laughs> I, I'd put $200 and I'd be like, cool, I can now speed and run red Make lights. Make illegal left yeah. turns. Yeah. Well, Drive that, on the sidewalk. But that's the thing, that, like, that thing has no idea if you're like running red lights, right? So it gives you tips for how to improve mm. like your lower letter grades. And yeah. um, there are things like slow like slow down before you make left-hand turns. Uh, or some, And I think some of it... But then you can't Tokyo drift. What is that? It was like the second Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, okay. It's where you... I obviously haven't seen that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think that it adjusts for city driving versus country driving because my brother and his wife also have this and they have all A's on theirs. Hey, Farley, mm. when you got uh, a report card with C's or lower, did you have this many excuses? No. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Uh, no. It's a litany I of excuses. It. <laughs> it's really devastating I think to me. C's are passing. I think, yeah, I think she... I mean, <laughs> Hey, Virginia's hard. Are you kidding yeah. me? I, I I feel like Joanna doesn't believe in this grading system anymore. You guys, you know, you guys like know she, the the old saying. I always used to say, "C's get degrees." Do you guys? <laughs> have you? I'm sure you've heard that. I have heard uh, that. Yeah. yeah, I've also heard the. What do you call the guy who graduates last in medical school? Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. I, I'm not hating on your C, C average there. Ooh. Yeah, blame it on someone else. That's a mm-hmm. good call. Blame it on the boyfriend, <laughs> sure. 
that's what I did. That's what I did with my C's. You play- um, all right. Well, that's. Uh, I, I might toss that square into the trash if I was you <laughs> as soon as possible. I mean, that's that's part of it. Is is uh, or take it out and and leave it in your pocket. So like, it's really grading you and not the car. <laughs> Yeah, can you? Yeah, maybe maybe you say that's a faulty reading. Can you like? Well, no, not them? faulty reading. You're not gonna get that. But I'm saying like, although I think when you get car insurance, it's for whoever's driving the car. So if somebody else is driving the car and, and doing a terrible job, right. that should reflect on on your car insurance. Well, and um, it it also you have to report your odometer reading. So you can't like not like I couldn't just use it when I'm driving it and not when somebody else is driving. Cause sure you it, can. What you do is you just you just put it on wheels and put it in reverse. I saw that on Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, that works. Oh, it didn't work. Ah. Well, then uh, then what you do is you, you kick the car as much as you can until it, it flies off the the stand and, and goes out the glass window and, and falls into the, to the, the valley below. Oh, man. This guy's got more jokes today. Uh, that's a good cautionary tale. Uh, Joanne, I appreciate you sharing the cautionary tale. So if you've got a square out there, be aware mm-hmm. uh, your, your insurance could go up. Can you make a rhyme out of it? Be aware. <laughs> Don't get the square. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, two of the, I mentioned earlier on two of three of the hosts went to a hockey game. Different games this week. Different games. And can you believe it? I'm not one of those two. I know because you, you don't, you don't you like guys. cold weather. Yeah, it's both. Both you guys went to hockey games. You get this chilly. Week. Uh, two different hockey games. You went to see the Blackhawks play, and you went to see the Islanders play. No, I saw the Rangers. Rangers. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, New York. Other other New York team. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the seats, and let's tweet out the picture from where the seats were. Who had better seats? Because uh, we got pictures. Ooh. Joanna went first, mm-hmm. and yeah. when I saw her the picture, I was like, wow, those are great seats. Yep. And, and then, then when I saw my picture, I was like, wow, those are great seats. <laughs> so we'll tweet it out at Pace the Nation. You decide who oh, had better seats. Yeah, we can do a, a online poll. Because uh, Joanna sent um, a picture uh, last Tuesday, I believe it was, and then Doc sent one last I night. I wish you well, didn't say who was playing because now people are just going to vote for Joanna. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, I also got to watch the teams warm up in the penalty box. Wow! So, so that, like you were in the penalty box. I was in the penalty box. Yeah. Why? Wow. How'd that happen? Uh, well, what'd be- you do? <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't a safe driver. Five fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. car insurance put you in the penalty box. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who works at the. It's like Capital One Monumental Arena. Sports. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Capital One Arena. Yeah, okay, and gotcha. I got a, I got a hook up to go down to the. Um, Oh, underneath, yeah, where in the they bowels have like, of the arena, where they have yeah. like the free food, food and, yeah. and ice cream and stuff. It was pretty great. I have to give a shout out to uh, No Doubt Michael Fout, who's just being inducted into the Indiana State Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He was a good runner back in his day. He's yep. he's really the connection there. Wow, that that sounds like a great experience, Docs. So, yeah, thanks for inviting you're, us. You're, you're, I, I love I love sports and I love hockey. I wish my parents had. Um, put me on ice skates when I was two years old, so mm-hmm. that I, so you guys could have gone and watched me <laughs> play one of these games uh, instead of me having to watch them. Uh, but I'm glad that you, who don't appreciate sports, went right had like yeah. incredible seats. I yeah. I like hockey. If you say so, mm-hmm. I used to go to Devils games as a kid. It's how I learned to curse. I like hockey. <laughs> I like soccer. Wait, but you learn to curse, but you don't like you don't. She doesn't like, actively it's, curse. It's like one of those degrees that you don't. That you <laughs> yeah, kind of put utilize. in the closet. And don't yeah, use. like all my other degrees. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Docs, you were at the game. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I have. I have a. Um, I also got a hookup on on the tickets. One of one of my friends, and I've I've talked about. Uh, this friend before Raymond, 
his daughter won the tickets. And so I went with, with uh, Raymond and his two kids. The funny thing is that the tickets were uh, two sets in two different sections. <laughs> so, so you guys had to split up? We split up, wow. yeah. Were they both equally good seats or was like one in like they the were 400? Good, yeah. okay. No, no, they were, they were both like amazing seats. I, I was uh, like behind the, the opposing team's bench. I saw that, uh, yeah. It was amazing. Um, what, how did she win these tickets? Uh, like some athletic program, they, they, for an hour, they had to skate Yeah, at the school. She went to the school. They had to like skate for an hour on an ice rink and count laps. And then, you know, she, so she won them through that thing. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of like a get fit program. Uh, really cool, really cool experience. Um, I love going to hockey games. Funny, I think like right before the game, the four of us were kind of hanging out next to the, uh, merchandise area. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked to my right. And there's this guy on the phone, and it's the UVA cross country head coach Pete Watson. Wow! And and he's just standing he's there got by himself. Tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just standing there by himself. So I go over and I was like, "Hey!" And he's like, "Hey, oh, hey!" And whoever he's on the phone with, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'll call you back." And he hangs up. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" So Raymond comes over, and he, I, like I go down to Charlottesville very, very often. So I, I see him. I've been to Pete's. Uh, um, he has like a also they have a he's a, got a boutique um, cycling cycling gym. studio mm-hmm. yeah yep. and so so I've I've worked out there as well um, so you know so I know him but I, I don't know if Raymond knows him because Pete was not our coach Pete's probably younger than us <laughs> um, but he he was not our coach in school so I introduced Raymond to him I was like hey Raymond you you know this is this is Pete Watson and as I was saying that in my head I was like. Oh no, because I never do this. I will never say anybody's name. If oh, I introduce Chris Farley, I'll that's say, a good call. "I'll say, hey, do you know my friend from do, college? Do you guys know each other? Do you know my friend? This, my co-worker this is my friend on Pace Nation. Yeah, yes. Exactly. I won't even say this is Chris Farley, like because I, I don't have the confidence to say people's names because I don't want to get it wrong. Right. And this is somebody who I, I I'm confident about his name, except like as I was saying it, I was like, oh my god. As it's coming that, out, you're like coming out. I, I was hope, like, this is this is a this is a train wreck. I should not I hope have said it's not his name. Pete Wharton. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Wow. Or if I'm getting something, that's confused such a here. that's a good call. Like, uh, you you want to be very because at that moment you say, all right, you, you are all in. You say this is Pete Watson. Yeah, and it happens to be his name. But for the next like ten minutes during the conversation, you're like, it's like it's, yeah, it's crucial. Cru- like, did I get that wrong? Did right. I did I just say his name wrong? Right, and everybody's like, what is, thinking. What is he it thinking? And, yeah, and uh, but fortunately, I'm sure you went back to your seats and Googled his name. I did, yeah. When, yeah, once 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 he was out of sight, I just looked him up and I got it right. Uh, so I, that that was a big relief. Then I could enjoy the hockey. A lot of good here. tips on today's show. No square yeah. in your car. Yeah, and, don't uh, do that. And, okay. and 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 don't you know go all in with somebody's first and last name if you're not one hundred percent sure. I always like to have people introduce themselves. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's that's there's an art to that too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you guys know each other? Right. And then they'll say, "Oh, my name is William Dox." Here's I have I have two more things about this hockey game that I went to, and again, nothing to do with hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I am having some work done at my house, and I have these contractors there, and they wanted to work late last night because they want to get out of there. So I let them stay while you know I I went to the hockey game. I let them stay for a few hours after I was gone. They were painting all of the trim white they ran out of white paint Mm. so he grabbed a can of blue paint and finished the painting so there's a door (laughs) another door and a window frame in my house when i get home that are blue and that's incorrect 
everything was supposed to be white. Wow. Like they just Oh man. <laughs> like it did he it's not like he started painting and said, "Oops, this is the wrong color. Let me go find the white paint." He emptied that can of paint and made everything blue. It's like I live in a Smurf village. I hope the hockey game was worth it. Wow. It's so frustrating. They're going like, to fix it, right? I hope so. I hope they come wow. back. Wow. <laughs> you hope. I mean, but I have I, you know, like this is the thing with with contractors and and this is this is the thing that's so time consuming. It's actually I should go for a run, but like I feel like I can't leave contractors alone in my house mm-hmm. because stuff like this happens. If if I'm gone for one second, and they're left to make decisions on their own, they're they're doing things which I don't agree with. So I'm basically the foreman, and I have to watch them at all times. It's so and he's a little paranoid so too to pull back the curtain so I could see him. No, being... listen. He ended up with blue paints. <laughs> right, that's true. All it's right. not paranoia if they're all really right. out to get you. That's true. All right, true. So that was one thing. And then the other thing, and I should have brought this up during the transportation update, but um, I can no longer say honestly that I am a person that's never gotten into the wrong Uber. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh. I, I, if, I, if I tell you that I've never gotten in the wrong Uber, I'm lying. <laughs> and so look for my tells if I say that. But uh, actually what I did was because I was late because these guys like I was supposed to be at the game to go pick up my tickets um, at a at a reasonable time. And I was going to take the metro in, into town. But because of these guys like having to tell them, OK, you're doing this, this, this and, you know, like all, all that stuff. I left my house late. So I started driving, but I don't know where to park in, and- in D.C. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to go get an Uber. So I actually went to Chris's house mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I, I hung, hung out, out with James. Minutes, yeah. uh, I got London all worked up. Totally worked uh, up. Caught yeah. up with, with London Chris and, loves and Julia. Yeah. 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 And, it, well, actually, London was like, like it was kind of funny because they were getting ready to go out. And London was, was barking like, get out of my house. Get out of my house. So I went over and she's like being very protective. And then, then you saw like the, the exact moment when she was like, oh, I know you. And then and the then tail she, wag. Yeah, and the tail wag. And now an she's hour. like flipping out yeah, like in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So and so we dog whisper. let her out and yeah. and and we played some games and James loved it he was cracking up yep. uh, at at the dog and and me uh, so everybody was happy so that's the reason why he got in the wrong Uber because he was well so distracted. so yeah so I I ordered that so we're doing this and so we're walking out and I see that like it says my car is here and I see an Uber pull up right in front of the house so I just I don't even look at the license plate or anything like that I'm saying goodbye okay guys and I get in the car and he's like. He's like, are you – he says my middle name. Right. And I was like, boy, is it, how does he know my middle name? <laughs> so I was like sitting there. I was like really confused, and, and, he's, and he keeps saying that. And I was like, I was like, well, no, it should be under this. And, and, then, and then I said, are you this guy? And he said, no. And then I was like really – I was like uh, – How and, far do you got gone? No, he wouldn't drive. He wouldn't uh, drive. I, oh, oh. I really hope I, – I was, I was hopeful that <laughs> – he was headed I, to like BW, BWI Airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to lock in your destination before you get yeah. in. Oh, no, so funny. so he he kicked me out, and as I got out, then these three people were walking by, and they were they were really rude about me getting in the wrong car. They were they were like, "That's me," and I was like, "All right, Lighten calm up. down, buddies." Yeah. You know, you're a jerk. Wow. Well, and then um, I got in my own car. So, <laughs> two two of three of you of, of us have gotten in wrong Ubers. So I still, well, your yeah. day is coming. Yeah, it's coming. You've it's never coming. done it. Never done it. You not, liar. Not yet, I can see yet. your tail. Not yet. Um, all right. Where are they now? Uh, we had uh, a 
few, where are they now, to get to real quick here. Okay. Uh, Jen, Jen Miller, a uh, former guest, she talked about New Jersey, New Jersey Marathon. Jen Miller had the same uh, lunch period in high school as my cousin. Different Jen Miller. No, oh, it's yeah, the same, same one. Jen same Miller, one. that's right. Yeah. Yep. So she was recently in She's an uh, author Runner's and stuff World. like that, that's but right. that's how we know her. Um, why, why was she in uh, Runner's World? Uh, she wrote, She is a columnist in Runner's World. Fantastic. Uh, also, <laughs> speaking of Runner's World, uh-huh. the DC Dog Runner. Yes. That guy's blowing up, man. I know. Brian, I mean... You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, he was on our show, and next thing you know, yeah. next thing you know, he is like, in Runner's World, um, profiled about his business uh, running dogs. I did see a guy yesterday morning walking four dogs. He wasn't running. He was just walking, but the dogs were all like very much in control, mm. um, and I thought of Brian. Brian and yeah. yeah, and I was like, man, he could have run with these I'm dogs. I'm still angling for my sponsorship, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not... I'm still waiting. Uh, but no, Brian, he's doing doing great stuff. DC Dog Runner uh, was on our show about this time last year. Yeah. He regularly tweets uh, the, the show, and he's a, he's a loyal listener. I, yeah, exactly. And, and and I'm not sure how you say this, but but you you know, like he when he tweets to us, he tweets about the show. So yeah. you know he listens. He does. So, and right. we have a lot of respect for people who listen yeah. to the show. <laughs> uh, speaking of another— Oh, we can say we have no respect for anybody who doesn't listen because they won't know that we said that. <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, speaking of someone who listens to the show, uh, where are they now? Kellen Sung. Yes. Uh, he was on uh, the program talking about a, breaking. He was an early episode. Well, guest. he was talking about breaking two, his article on breaking two. He's he's actually he's uh, branching out. Had a, a, a really good article recently that went viral about an Albuquerque police officer who adopted a homeless addict's baby. Um, hmm. Really cool interview that he had with uh, this police officer from Albuquerque. I still never understand why the Washington Post does stories on Albuquerque, New Mexico, but really good story that went viral. Uh, heartwarming story about a police officer who, ad- who adopted this, uh, can this I, baby. Can I take a stab at that mm, no, question please, that you yeah, asked? Yeah, I mean, like, for the same reason people who live in Arlington are aware of places outside of Arlington. <laughs> okay. See, that's why. That, that's the, There's a disconnect right there. Uh, and also, Kellen will be at Breaking I was just uh, about to ask if yeah. he was going to so write about be, Breaking He's going to be covering great. Breaking 3. So Hopefully we'll, after the fact, because right. if he does it before the fact, then... That'll be a problem. Yeah. Then, right. Right. <laughs> then, then we might have to see if the uh, prison yard that we're all in right. uh, has a track. Well, I uh, mentioned earlier, we're going to stick on the running talk here. I mentioned earlier that the team uh, locally won nationals. How about that team from Loudoun Valley? Uh, they, we talked a few a couple weeks ago about them mm-hmm. scoring a perfect score of 15 right. points at States. They went on to run Nike team nationals and won decisively. Uh, they scored uh, 79 points and beat the second-place team from New York by 80 points. Oh so they are God. your national wow. champions. Um, I'm sure Charlie Band would come on the show and talk to, to us forever about them. Yeah. But, uh, very cool. Um, very cool that we have a local team that, that won nationals. But to be fair, they did not have the Nike national race when we were kids. All right. They're always pl- he's always <laughs> plugging for his West Springfield well, I think, team. I, I, I think West Springfield would have won Nike nationals back in the day. Well, congratulations to Peter Morris, who was 12th overall. He led that uh, Loudoun Valley team. Very, very cool stuff there. All right. One more story for me, guys. Um, 
And, so, then, and then one from me and then one from Joanne. All right. Well, you, you guys, <laughs> it's, it's very well uh, chronicled in this area about the hot chocolate uh, disaster 15K that happened probably four or five there, years ago. There are people in this area that won't drink hot chocolate anymore because, <laughs> because of that. Because of that race. Yeah. Uh, but, but for those that aren't familiar with it, just give a quick they, Well, they, they put on this race. They're, they're a company from, from out, out of town who put on this uh, race at National Harbor, uh, and you know, with with the promises of Godiva chocolate afterwards and hot chocolate and all this mm-hmm. great stuff, uh, they signed up you know ten thousand, fifteen thousand runners. Nobody could get in and out of uh, National Harbor that morning that they put, had the race, and the course went wrong. Uh, you know, Jessica talked about a fourteen point seven um, half mile half marathon. This was probably a uh, you know. 3.9 mile 15k so uh it was a total disaster they is that were, short I, that's short okay. yeah 50 yeah mm. 15k I, is not i wouldn't miles. mind that that'd be great <laughs> yeah uh it was short uh people couldn't run basically they couldn't finish the race they couldn't start the race in a lot of cases and it was an unmitigated disaster uh so those folks never came back but mm-hmm. get out of town series, and don't come back another series recently you again <laughs> Another series recently, um, now this is a totally different race series, uh-huh. uh, came into town and they were going to do a, um, a 5K ra- or five mile race in Arlington and it's called the Great Chocolate Race 5 Miler. When will people learn? Uh, <laughs> well, that race was canceled because they didn't have their permitting and not only was it canceled because they didn't have their permitting, but they kind of ghosted on everybody they they didn't even tell people nothing on their website didn't let people know by, by ghosting you mean that they just disappeared disappeared they also no left refunds town. left town yeah mm-hmm. well they're from out of town too i'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly but when when no people... communication uh so unbelievable that, but do you, uh, you know what this tells me mm. you know trick me once shame on you right. trick me twice shame on me this tells me that that uh, in order to fund Pace the Nation next year, we should just have a fake chocolate race <laughs> right, right. in the DC area. I mean, it's, it seems People like a keep falling made, for it. Yeah, yeah. Money maker. Well, uh, we just got to be from out of town. And in, in all seriousness, uh, I want to promote uh, what Kathy and the team and Lisa are doing. They're allowing those folks who were signed up for that race to run our G- Jingle All the Way race, uh, which is tomorrow. So very cool that they're. Which was yesterday. Which was yesterday, exactly. Mm-hmm. Time, space, continuum, mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff. So uh, pretty crazy stuff, uh, but uh, I was proud of our team for responding and offering entries to those folks who couldn't run. E- even though you had nothing to do with the with the chocolate 5K. Oh, I, yeah, we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we wanted to do what's best for runners. And I, I'm very – I'm in this moment, I'm very much self-promoting, but the, the – the, the, the act by Kathy and, and Lisa was was definitely for for runners to try to help yeah. uh, people get in a race that they've been planning for, maybe travel or training for town, traveling. Training for, yeah. yeah, so uh, they were given that. Yeah, it, it always sucks when when a, a race is canceled, yep. and that's I, I remember like talking about like the New York City Marathon yep, that was exactly. canceled in 2012. Yep. And, uh, Mary Wittenberg took a lot of heat for that, but I, I think she even said, well, well, we want to cancel the race as a last resort. You know, you want to see what else you could do because for those very reasons, like if, if you're putting something on like this, 
there there are a lot of people that are that are planning for it and disrupting their lives or doing whatever for it. Yep. And, and you got to follow through. When yep. Chris, when you make a promise, right. oh, I know. <laughs> That's why we will not do the chocolate race for Pace Nation. <laughs> just just donate yeah. to us. Yeah, uh, just yes. donate to us without the race. <laughs> All right, this wow. po- this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey, Seven Palmer Square, and I'm glad that I mentioned that every week because we had a loyal listener slash guest go to Seven Palmer Square. Charlie Band made an appearance because he remembered Band. in Princeton uh, a couple weeks ago because he remembered it was Seven Palmer Square. He listens to the podcast so much he says Seven Palmer Square in his sleep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, you can also <laughs> check out our race calendar. Our 2018 races are uh, are open, and you can sign up for those. Uh, we also have. Uh, the Fairfax Four Mile. I just saw the sweatshirt, a very cool sweatshirt. So uh, you can sign up for the Fairfax Four Mile, which is New Year's Eve. Sign up for that today. And one last promotion, guys. If we're looking for holiday gifts, I know we're going to talk some holiday stuff oh, next okay. week. Yeah, yeah. A Pace the Nation sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. We still oh, have mm-hmm. a little bit of inventory, and there was mm-hmm. a couple people who bought some uh, a sweatshirt last week. So thank you guys for uh, continuing to buy the the sweatshirt. But we do still have a few left. Uh, so if you're looking for that uh, gift to put underneath the tree, mm-hmm. what's better than a Pace the Nation sweatshirt? So, and if you already have one, you can buy another one and cut the sleeves off, and then you'll have a <laughs> sleeveless hoodie. It's a great idea, and a, and a regular hoodie. Yeah. So, like, don't don't limit yourself if you already have one. Can can I also say welcome to all our new listeners that that uh, are listening after our Austin yes, appearance? Absolutely, I'm glad you mentioned that. We had a great time in Austin. Uh, again, check out all those. If you're a regular listener, check out all those. Uh, Interviews we did, which I thought were fun. We didn't give them a choice. Interviews. We put it in our feed. Oh, we did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Docs does that. Yeah. And if you're new to the show, yeah, welcome. Um, we didn't talk a lot of dogs today, but you'll get more mm-hmm. dogs. There'll be more dog yeah. talk. I think yeah. I, I think we did a little bit. Yeah. I talked about London. Yeah, we did. Oh, and our guest brought uh, a, a gift. I, th- I think that she, she kind of knows that we like people to bring food if they're going to mm-hmm. be on the show. Uh, but she brought a dog biscuit for Joanna's dog. Yeah. So she kind of missed the mark, but it was actually a really You're nice. Right. And we, we really talked nice. about DC Dog Runner. We mm-hmm. talked tons of dogs mm-hmm. today. I yeah. take it all back. We yeah. met the dog quota. Yeah, yeah, we did. All right, great show, guys. Thanks again to our guest, Jessica McGuire, for joining us. Congratulations again to her for qualifying for the Olympic trials. I look forward to following her as she uh, prepares for that race. Uh, Thanks to everybody who's uh, going to tweet in or email in and help me uh, come out December 29th. I also have a run next Friday that I need some help, so I'm still looking for somebody to come and run with me. 20 miles. And don't forget about my couch. <laughs> and his couch. All right. That's William E. Docs for Joanna E. Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you next week.
get to look outside. That's it. I know. Oh, that's all we do. That's all Joanna and I do. We, we, yeah. Farley, Farley I talks. I try to actually, yeah. Farley talks, and then Joanna, and I think that we might be able to see an accident today. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, this is right. a great spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. Uh, I guess for the last half hour, they're either doing some uh, uh, some sort of salsa dancing lessons upstairs, oh, uh, some sort of construction, uh, or they have a four-year-old that learned how to jump off the couch <laughs> uh, and get back on the couch very quickly. But it's been very noisy upstairs, which is which is crazy. And one day we had a guy out here with a leaf blower, and Farley yeah, blew a gasket. Like <laughs> yeah. jo- oh, Joanna, we got to do your levels. <clears throat> Please don't cough. I don't have a cough Where'd button. You the, uh, where'd, you, no, where'd you get that food? The- Northside. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Great minds, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Northside. Like, every time I'm in Northside, I'm like, these people who open this place up are just geniuses. It's always busy. Is Northside there? No, Northside is the red place. It's oh, like it's down. on the Northside. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's why it's called North Side. What is it on the North Side of? Uh, the North Side of. of oh, uh, right? On the North Side of the Metro, but. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. And you can show up in your exercise clothes, so I do that a lot, but yeah. not today. <laughs> they play good music. It's like a good vibe, mm-hmm. good food. Do you, you know the only problem with North Side, Farley? Mm-hmm. Is that um, it's it's like when you buy beer, they only serve you food for as many people go to the counter they won't serve you more food like you can't buy food for other people when right. you go there right what yes you can hmm that's weird because every time you go there you never buy us anything mm. <laughs> yeah right. i don't know how you walked into that oh man let's do it all right so we have man we got a lot of topics as always i can cut out some cut out the running stuff I made an Excel spreadsheet of all of the gifts that I have to get this year. You guys are on it. That was that was just Joanna's way of saying like you guys better get me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, What are you getting me? 